This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's time. Time for Silver and Black today. To the ground game. Touchdown Las Vegas. We're breaking down the latest Raider news from on and off the field. And bringing you conversations with newsmakers and record breakers. So hold on, Raider Nation. It's time to get get it it on. Here's your host, Scott Goldbranson and Mo Moulton. Welcome back, everybody. It is time to talk Raiders football, Las Vegas Raiders football. Of course, this is Silver and Black Today, an Odyssey original podcast. We appreciate you guys being with us. If you don't already subscribe to the show, please do us a favor. Make sure you subscribe. Turn on the auto download. That way, every time we put up a new show, you will be notified. It will be there on your phone, your iPad, your computer, wherever you listen to us, your watch, your Amazon Alexa. It doesn't matter. You'll be able to hear the show. We appreciate you doing that. Mo Moten is my co-host. He is the national NFL writer at Bleacher Report. He is also a Raiders columnist up at sportsnot.com. You can follow him on Twitter at M-O-E-M-O-T-O-N. That's Mo Moten. I am at L V Gully. We love to talk to you guys. Well, at least most of you. Nah, most of you. Most of our <laughs> listeners are good, good people. Uh, and the trolls are the trolls, and we have fun with them too. But we are back. We are talking Raiders football. And Mo, we, 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 the last show, we talked a lot about the end of the season. And I was surprised because I, I saw some comments in social media um, outside of the praise of people, again, like, you guys, I can't believe, why are you so hard? Why do you hate McDaniel so much? And, I'm, and I thought to myself, well, don't hate McDaniel. <laughs> We're not in the hate business here on Silver and Black today, especially when it comes to coach. But but Mo, you went in on, and we went in on the job that Josh McDaniels did, and and there's no denying it, right? There's no denying it. when you finish six and eleven, and we saw what happened with with the record NFL record five double digit second half leads blown. That's not us. That's the data. I don't get why criticism, especially fair criticism, has to be misconstrued as hate. I, I mean, <laughs> I, I remember the 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 clip that you t- that you uh, the t- tweet that you clipped. Mm-hmm. Uh, what what did I say that was wrong? The blown leads is on him. Mm-hmm. I, I think the the inconsistency of Devonte Adams getting the ball five or fewer catches in about eight games is on him. As I said. You can manufacture touches for anyone on your football team. It should be Devontae Adams. I wasn't wrong about Josh Jacobs getting going 
after a month, a month into the season. To me, that's on Josh McDaniels as well. I know he's going to say, well, we were behind, so we can't run the ball. I, I believe that's baloney because, again, unless you're down by 14 points to start the game, you can establish the run early. So, I mean, to me, it's all fair criticism. And I think most Raider fans would agree that Josh McDaniels does belong under the microscope based on his past career with Denver. I know that's more than a decade ago, but just based on looking at what happened this year, what has he done to show you that he's, he's going to be a top head coach in the NFL? Well, and that's the thing too, Mo, and I know we're going to do some some more post-game analysis as we move ahead in the next few weeks, but I will tell you, it is a performance-based business, okay? And so uh, he's paid a lot of money. He came in. There's a lot of expectations. And so you evaluate against that. Yes, are we critics? Uh, yeah, sort of, but we're just evaluating it based on, I mean, you look at, you look at Brian Dable in New York. You look at some of the other first-year head coaches, uh, McDaniels, uh, McDaniel in Miami, goes to the playoffs. I know you can talk about divisions. You can talk about all that junk. But the reality is those guys are in the playoffs. They're all first-year coaches, okay? So so you have to evaluate him against his peers, which is what we do. So just a really interesting discussion. And, of course, the discussion that doesn't go away, at least until February 15th, uh, is the discussion, and maybe longer, is the discussion around Derek Carr. And we bring it up today because uh, we're hearing a lot of chatter around Derek Carr and the New York Jets. We've talked about the Jets as a possible destination, and uh, it seems to be one that uh, is not only appealing to to the Jets, but overall we're seeing the national media jump on this. Now, I don't know, Mo, you're based in New York, so you can tell me if it's a little bit of the New York media swirl, but uh, you're starting to look at this. The Raiders have to make a decision on Derek Carr. They have to make a decision on where he goes uh, what they do with him. Is there a market for him? We know there's a market for him, but are they willing to give up draft picks? So we look at Derek Carr's possible destinations. You talked about it on your Ble- Bleacher Report live show that you had on just a couple days ago. You talked about it in recent writing. Um, could I, I, I always suspected the Jets. You kind of talked me a little bit down from that saying, well, I'm not so sure. When you look at this situation, is is this possibly the best and maybe only chance the Raiders have of getting draft capital for Derek Carr? I don't think so. I, I think it to me, if the Buccaneers don't win a playoff game mm. and they get an early head start in their off season, they have to make a decision and it's apparent to them that Tom Brady wants to move on. I think the Buccaneers make a run for Derek Carr. And I think it makes sense with Derek Carr because the NFC South is weak. I said, I said that on my Bleach Report live show, if Derek Carr wants to win in 2023, it's best best to go to the NFC South. There are no, mm-hmm. if, assuming Tom Brady goes somewhere else, there are no high-end quarterbacks in that division. Sam Darnold is going to be a free agent. Even if he does come back, Derek Carr is way better than Sam Darnold. Andy Dalton is going to be a free agent. The Saints have Jameis Winston under contract. Derek Carr is better than Jameis Winston. Uh, and the, 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 the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have their backup is who? It's Blaine Gabbert, Kyle Blaine Trask. Gabbert. So, you know, it's if he goes to NFC South, he's going to be the best quarterback in that division. I think a team in that division that's looking for a quarterback would be interested in a Derek Carr. Uh, Carolina Panthers could draft a quarterback depending on what their new regime wants to do because they have to hire a new head coach. So they may want to get a quarterback with one of their with their uh, first round pick. But Mm -hmm. the Raiders pick before the Panthers, I believe. So they're not they're not up in the order to get unless they trade up with, you know, the Chicago Bears who who shouldn't go after a quarterback. They should stick with Justin Fields. But unless they trade up, I, I would be interested in Derek Carr if I'm the Carolina Panthers. So I, I think the NFC South is a good spot for him. On the show, I said it would be the Saints. 
Um, he'll reunite with his first head coach, Dennis Allen. I know some <laughs> people said that relationship is not that strong. To me, it doesn't matter. It's about familiarity. They obviously, Dennis Allen felt good enough to draft him when he was with the Raiders. So I feel like there is a connection there. There's some stability. But to, to your, your New York Jets question, and then the odds, I believe, are the Jets will have the highest odds of, of getting Derek Carr right now. I, I think that's more on the Jets side because it's already out. Connor Hughes of uh, Sports New York already put out that Derek Carr is on the Jets' wish list. So the mm. Jets definitely want Derek Carr. But the problem with the Jets wanting Derek Carr is, does Derek Carr want to go there? Because remember, Derek Carr has that no-trade clause. So if he doesn't want to go to the Jets for whatever reason, some people say it's because of cold weather, because the Jets haven't been winning. Some people say the Jets are unstable. I would say the Jets are a stable organization. They just haven't made a lot of good decisions. Right. And that's why they haven't been a good football team. Because Joe Douglas... For the most part, aside from his bust of a quarterback and Zach Wilson, the rest of his picks have been pretty good. Elijah Vera Tucker, Garrett Wilson is in the running for Offensive Rookie of the Year. Sauce Gardner is in the, is the running for Defensive Rookie of the Year. He had a pretty good draft. Brees Hall was good. was great before he tore his ACL. They had a great draft class. It's just Zach Wilson didn't work out from the year before. But Joe Douglas is a pretty solid GM. If Derek Carr believes in that GM, I think that'll be attractive for him. Is does he want to play in the cold weather? That's up to him. I, I think right. maybe as far as cold weather with Carr, maybe we talk about it a lot, but mm-hmm. I, I think I don't know if Carr feels like I, I can't play in cold weather. If you're a competitor, yeah. you're saying I could succeed anyway. Yeah, and we're going off previous statistics, of course, which is his yeah. win-loss record in those areas, but his win-loss record overall is not great either. So, you know, who knows how much that has to do with it. But Mo, you look at the Jets, and and you're right. So so we we got these odds. This is from Bookies.com. Adam Thompson down there developed the odds around where Derek Carr is go, and we have the Jets at plus four hundred. So the implied probability there is twenty percent. The Titans, which I hadn't thought of, the Titans at plus four seventy five and seventeen point four percent, and then the Buccaneers at plus five hundred. Uh, and then the Colts, who a lot of people keep naming because of uh, they're needed a quarterback. I think the Colts actually with a new head coach coming and are going to go young. I don't think they're going to go. They might go get somebody to, to step in uh, as an in-case deal, but I, I don't anticipate them going after uh, Derek Carr like everybody thinks they will. I have a couple of comments here about the Titans. I, a lot <laughs> of people to say? Yeah, I, I, people have been connecting Derek Carr to the Titans because of the Todd Downing connection. Yes. Todd Downing just got fired, I believe, yeah. on Tuesday. Yep. So there goes that connection. The other thing is, if you're Derek Carr, do you want to go to the Titans? They they just fired their GM yeah. a couple of months ago. Derek Henry's there, but as far as your weapon, Traylon Burks, he showed some flashes, but not a lot of weapons there. They, they also have to redo no. their offensive line. Yep. I don't think the Titans are as attractive as people think. The Colts connection, the Colts obviously need a quarterback. I think, and I believe GM Chris Ballard made a comment that if they really like a quarterback, they're willing to trade up. Who knows? They may not have to, depending on you know how, how the chips fall. Does mm-hmm. someone trade up with the Cardinals at the third spot? They may not have to trade up to get a CJ Stroud. We'll see. Yep. But I, I, the, the other thing about this is, and I know if it's a good deal, you take it, but remember, Josh McDaniels spurned the Colts. A few years ago, he was supposed to take that head coaching job. And yep. Chris Ballard was the guy that was going to hire him. And Chris Ballard is still there. I'm wondering if there's still bad blood. Will Chris Ballard be willing to work with the Raiders because of what happened there? Now, if the mm-hmm. deal is good, the deal is good. You take it. But do you wonder if there's still yeah. some bad blood there? Because I believe that Chris Ballard took that <clears> personal <throat> when Josh McDaniels spurned him at the altar. 
No, that's a great point. Not many people have brought that up, but it's certainly true. But I, I think, look, I think out of those three, the Jets, the Buccaneers, I think it's going to be the Jets or the Buccaneers. Uh, and, and to your point about, I mean, if you look at the Buccaneers, I know a lot of people want to say the Buccaneers are not very good because of what happened this year, but they had, they were beset by injuries, uh, and that's what happened. Both sides of the ball, by the way. And so, the, the, and the division is bad. So you have the opportunity uh, to get into the playoffs next year, a good shot with the best team still in that division. But the Jets overall are a overall better team, Mo, wouldn't you say, if you have a quarterback there and the right offensive coordinator? Because I think they need to they need to clean house there on the offensive side. And and if you do that, the Jets with their defense and the offensive weapons they have, man, if I'm Derek Carr, even if I don't want to play in the cold, that's pretty damn tempting. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Let's remember the Jets were right in the playoff picture before they started to fade around Thanksgiving. They lost, I believe, five straight games, but they fired their offensive coordinator right before we got on air. So there's no yeah. Michael Floor there. So that connection to Jimmy G is gone. So you wonder who they're going to bring in. I think that probably matters to Derek Carr since Robert Sala is a defensive-minded head coach. Mm-hmm. So that's going to matter to Derek Carr who they bring in there. So I'm wondering if they're going to bring in somebody who's familiar with Carr. Can you imagine if the Jets tried to hire Greg Olson to be their <laughs> OC because he's familiar with Derek Carr? I can see that being a, a oh. chess move. Would that be the, would that car. be would that be a move before they went out and got car? Would that be a, a tip of the hand to yeah. us to let them know? So we have to watch that pretty closely. Yeah, if they if they go and hire Greg Olson, I would say then the odds would would move up there for the Jets. But another thing though, I've watched a lot of Jet games obviously in my market, and mm-hmm. they're they are a quarterback away from being a playoff team. I'm not going Super Bowl contender. But they're a good quarterback away from being a playoff team, no doubt. They they would have got in over the Dolphins had they had a serviceable starting quarterback and not Zach Wilson. But one comment about a team that's not on this list that I see, I don't see, the Miami Dolphins should be on this list. I agree. Two has had the, the two has had two or three concussions this year. Yep. There's no way they trust Tua to get through a full season. He's had injuries before coming into the NFL, and he's been injured in the NFL. Yeah. So I found the Dolphins. Serious. I'm like, right, and and these are this is head trauma. So right. it's not if I'm the right. Dolphins, if I'm the Dolphins, I'm I'm making a call for Derek Carr, and I'm I'm pretty sure the Dolphins are not going to beat the Buffalo Bills, so they'll have a, a one and done exit, and they'll have an early start to the offseason. I'm now thinking, okay, Tua can't stay healthy. Let's get Derek Carr in here if we can get him for a second round pick. <laughs> Yeah, and and I I was on that boat early with Miami because of the uncertainty. This was right after Tua got hurt, actually. Mm-hmm. And if I'm them, I I just don't see how. Look, they're going up to Buffalo, playing a rookie quarterback. That game's over. I don't care. It's it, you you might you might as well mail it in, really, with that rookie quarterback. I really believe that. Okay, so you're just moving towards next year. Okay, yeah, you made the playoffs, and and the coach can say even though he had the same record as Brian Flores, eight and eight, right? So, anyway, it it, it doesn't matter. But I think you're right. I think Miami need, is going to need a veteran quarterback that they can count on, and you got to give it to Derek Carr. He, he's not injured often, right? I mean, he gets banged up here and there, but he doesn't miss games. And nope. if you have a team like that, 
I mean, you have Tyreek Hill there, right? You you have the weapons in place to where I think Derek Carr would do well there. And Miami would fit the bill for him perfectly because of the weather, because of everything, uh, the coach, everything. I think it just would be a positive environment for him. So we'll see. I think the folks in New York, clearly, I'm really surprised that the 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 skeptical, because New York media is always skeptical, um, the skeptical New York media really seems to be championing the acquisition of Derek Carr. Does that surprise you? It doesn't surprise me because if you know Jets fans, they are hungry for for some consistency at that position. They've been flipping yeah. through quarterbacks for how long now? I remember the years of Geno Smith and Ryan Fitzpatrick being the savior at the yeah. quarterback position for them. I know Geno Smith has had a good year this year, but back then, Geno Smith was not thought to be a high-end quarterback, and they were hoping right. that Geno Smith would be that guy after Mark Sanchez, and he wasn't. Yeah. And really the only guy that was consistently the starter and it wasn't for very long. So they had a little consistency was Pennington, right? Until he got hurt. Yeah. Yeah. I remember Pennington had some, had some solid years. He, again, he wasn't a high end quarterback no. that's going to throw for 40, you know, 35 touchdowns, but he was pretty solid. Wasn't going to turn the ball over yeah. accurate quarterback. So it's, you think about that and you, you think how long it's been since the Jets had com- some consistency at that position and you're bringing a Derek Carr, who, by the way, I, you know, there's a lot of negative out there about him from one portion of a portion of the fan base, but he did take a downtrodden Raiders team to the playoffs last year mm-hmm. under chaotic circumstances. Sure, I don't, I don't want to talk too much about 2016 because it was so <clears> long <throat> ago. We we'll talk, we'll talk about now post injury when he uh, broke his, I believe, his fibula ankle. He has taken a team to the to the playoffs, and he has performed well in chaotic, dysfunctional situations. Now, is he a top 10, top 8 quarterback? No, but I think he's good enough to get the Jets to the playoffs, and that's what they need, and that's what they're looking for. Yeah, and the one thing I'll say is I, I'll go on record as saying I think Derek Carr, wherever he ends up, will have a good year next year because he had a down year this year um, for whatever reason. And the extra motivation of a team giving up on you, because that's what the Raiders have done. They've given up on Derek Carr. They're ready to move on. Um, that gets you motivated, right? That's how you have comeback of the year type people, uh, players who come out and they're dropped by their team and it's seemingly their career's over or it's not going in the right direction. So, so I wouldn't bet against Derek Carr next year uh, and having a good year wherever he ends up. Okay, we're up against our first break. When we come back, we're going to switch gears from the quarterback position to the running back position. We're going to talk about Josh Jacobs and Moe's working on a column about that and what the Raiders need to do to sign him. And if they should sign him, we're going to get into that and talk about the salary cap. We're going to talk about the um, franchise tag, right? Been a lot of information on that. And we'll talk about that, give you that number and how that might play into the Raiders keeping hold of their offensive MVP this year. All due respect to Devontae Adams, it was Josh Jacobs who won the rushing crown. So we'll do that when we come back here. You're listening to the Tuesday, excuse me, the Thursday edition of Silver and Black Today, an Odyssey original podcast with Mo and Scott. We'll be back right after this.